Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop, which is taking place on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer to sign up. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to identify simple solutions and systems that will make a massive difference and ripple effect inside of your center. I'm going to help you create efficiency where you need it most and understand what is causing your school to feel so hectic and where those big pain points are. We're going to clarify your center's priority system to improve this summer. I'm going to show you how to audit those systems. We're going to define your desired outcomes, and you're going to leave the workshop with a simple plan that will make huge impact. And by simple, I mean very simple. No complex, no multi-step processes. Super, super simple. No one has time for long things. No one has brain capacity for extra stuff. We need simple things that have massive impact. Go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer, and I'll see you there. Welcome to the Schools of Excellence podcast, where we have conversations about education, leadership, and building a school of excellence. The goal on this show is to bring you clarity, up-level your mindset, and give you practical strategies and inspiration so you can show up with confidence and trust your decision-making. I'm Khani Wolshansky. I'm a mom of four under 10, a former New Yorker, and been in the early childhood field my entire life. And I'm so grateful that you've joined me for this conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Schools of Excellence podcast. Today's episode is all about ambition. If you are listening to this podcast, you're probably an ambitious school leader who started their business with a passion, with a why, with a purpose of driving forward your company and your school's direction, your legacy that you want to build inside of your uh, little town, or whether you have huge ambitions of purchasing multiple locations and starting a franchise. And the reason why I'm recording today's episode on ambition is throughout my career and working very closely with early childhood leaders, um, there seems to be sometimes one charted path for what success looks like, or one charted path for where people should be ambitious in their life. And it has caused a lot of leaders to question their confidence, their ability, their own integrity, their own desires, their own ambitions. And I hope that today's episode provides some peace and some comfort for you as you choose your own journey, your own ambitions, your own desires, where you want to pursue um, and create meaning and impact inside of your life. So I'm going to talk a lot about unlocking the secrets of ambition and really redefining what success looks like in all areas of your life, in business and health and wellness and parenting and marriage. Um, because you really could be ambitious in more than one domain in your life. We're really going to go over a lot of the strategies to achieve greatness, not just in your career, but in your relationships, in your personal growth, in your hobbies. So we really need to dive into understanding the boundless realm of human potential in The fact that you can achieve extraordinary greatness in multiple domains of your life and achieving greatness in multiple domains of your life means it's going to work in seasons. You might not be pursuing greatness in every or being ambitious in every area of your life 
in one particular season, right? There are seasons for things. This is why I talk so much about trusting the season of life and really understanding what is this season of life calling you to do, right? There's really understanding how to navigate the very intricate tapestry of life because cultivating ambition in family, nurturing meaningful relationships, fostering personal growth, pursuing enriching hobbies, ultimately leaving a lasting legacy that really reverberates for generations to come doesn't happen by happenstance. It doesn't happen by chance. You need to create intentionality about how you're going about creating the level of ambition that you want in a particular domain. So we live in a time in history that is so fast paced. Marshall Goldsmith, he's been, I've interviewed him multiple times on other shows that I've done. He is a leadership speaker and and author. He's written multiple books. And one of the things that he talks about a lot when he's interviewed on podcasts is the current pace of change that you're currently experiencing is the slowest that it will ever be. Meaning, it's only going to get faster. It only gets faster. So in a world that is so fast paced, that's only getting faster and faster, where we are juggling multiple roles, multiple responsibilities, we really almost start to question like, where am I achieving greatness? Where am I pursuing? Where am I going after, you know, whatever I consider to be my definition of success or my definition of the pot of gold on the other side? So We need to start with understanding the definition of ambition and asking ourselves, not only where do I want to put the heartbeat of ambition, but what do I want to not be good at? And for someone who is a high achieving individual who's listening to this podcast, when you hear the question, what do I want to be mediocre at? Your response might be nothing. And that is the trap of greatness for many people, because just as much as you have to know where you're pursuing ambition and where you're going after and what your goals are, you also have to know what is on your do not do list. What are you not going to be good at? What are you going to be mediocre at? And then what are you going to be horrible at? My team often jokes about this and Mayor and I joke about this all the time. I don't fill out forms. Not only do I not like filling out forms, I'm actually like probably the worst person to ever fill out a form. I always miss fields inside of filling out the form. I make spelling mistakes that end up causing us to have to redo stuff. I'm not a very good speller at all. Thank God we hired a copywriting team a couple of years ago who was able to really put together well-written emails that have my voice and and bring forward all of that. But I don't know how to spell. It's not one of my specialties. Um, And it's not something that I want to be ambitious at. It is not a goal of mine of, I really, really want to be a phenomenal speller. I'm really okay with being mediocre and actually pretty terrible because I have other ambitions in life and not knowing how to spell that great really doesn't inhibit my ability to be ambitious in the areas that I'm choosing to be ambitious in. Filling out forms doesn't hinder my ability to be ambitious in the areas of life that I've chosen to be ambitious in, right? So when the school sends out their portals and you have to fill out a thousand forms 400 times for four kids, Mayer does all of that. And he does a phenomenal job and he aces it every single time. But when it comes to scheduling or putting together the Tetris game of four kids' schedules and my schedule and mayor's schedule, I'm a ninja at that. 
right? Like that is something I want to excel at, not only because it's a strong suit of mine, but I actually enjoy putting together these complex schedules and making it all fit together, right? Why am I telling you this? Because you have to understand that when you're pursuing a particular ambition or when you're going after greatness, you cannot do everything, Your brain only has so much capacity. So you have to intentionally choose what you're not going to be good at. Because when you don't choose it intentionally, it happens automatically and you don't get to choose what that thing is, right? Because if you're trying to carry all the balls, you're like, I'm going to be good at everything. Eventually one of the balls falls and it's usually not the one that you wanted to drop. It's usually the thing that you're like, gosh, I can't believe I dropped the ball over there as opposed to intentionally going into the arena and saying, I'm not carrying that ball. I'm not going to try to juggle that plate. Nope, not doing it. I am not going to be good at holding that plate. This is a massive mindset shift because ambitious people and people that are successful or set big goals in life, they want to be amazing at everything. And I have learned to be so intentional about, I am not going to be good at this. Not only am I not going to be good at this, I actually want to be mediocre at this and pretty horrible because there are three to five other things that I want to be exceptional at. And then there are a handful of things. I want to be world-class. I want to be the best of the best at this. You want to be the best of the best at something? You have to be in a relentless pursuit of that every single day, every single day. So one of the questions that I asked our clients at the Summit of Excellence. And I ask my clients this consistently on coaching calls inside of the Owner's HQ program at our inner circle. So I start with a phrase, which is whatever you're doing right now, you're getting better at. I'm going to say that again. And if you're multitasking, pause for a second and listen to this phrase. Whatever you're doing right now, you're getting better at. If you are complaining right now, you're getting better at complaining. If you are frustrated right now, you're getting better at being frustrated. If you are a positive person right now, you're getting better at being a positive person because whatever you do more of, you're practicing those reps. So you have to ask yourself a question. Is what I'm doing right now the things that I want to get better at? And chances are, if you're intentional and self-aware, there's a couple of things that you're doing right now that you don't want to get better at. You actually want to be horrible at those things and get better at way other bigger ambitious goals that you have. Pursuing ambition, creating greatness is not just about setting the target and going in a hustling pursuit after it. It's being so mindful about what you are subtracting, deleting, And saying, I'm not going to be good at those things. I'm not going after those things. So I want that to sink in for a second. So what is ambition, right? What's the definition of ambition? It's a strong desire to do something, to achieve something that will typically require a lot of endurance and hard work. Ambition is the relentless driving force that propels us forward It's a powerful, multifaceted, energetic force that fuels our desire to achieve greatness. It reaches far beyond the confines of our conventional career ambition. And 
ambition is this thing that like heartbeats and pulses throughout us and says, go after that. It's a big part of purpose, mission, vision, like what you're going after. You could be ambitious in more than one area of your life. I remember having a conversation with my mentor, Todd Herman, once. We were talking about ambition over coffee. And I was like, you know, I think it's a lot easier to define what an ambitious business person looks like, what an ambitious entrepreneur, um, like the definition of an ambitious entrepreneur. What does it look like to be an ambitious wife? What does it look like to be an ambitious parent? What does it look like to be ambitious in relation to your mental health, to your physical health, to your overall wellness? What does it look like to be ambitious with your financials? And only you get to decide that. You create that definition of ambition in this bucket of my life. Far too many people correlate ambition with business. And that is a very typical place to kind of correlate the two of those. But ambition, right? If you're looking at its definition, it's a desire to achieve something that requires endurance and hard work, right? I want to be an ambitious parent. And I have my own definition of what ambition looks like in parenting. A lot of it has to do with with creating the mental capacity to create space, to think about every single one of my kids for 20 to 30 minutes every single day. I want to be thinking about who they are, their inner world, their education, their next steps. I have four kids. That's a lot of time, right? But if you look at it on the flip side of business, rarely does an entrepreneur question investing time in building their business. But sometimes we start to second guess, should I invest all this time, you know, in thinking about my kids? Should I invest all this time in doing X, Y, and Z for my kids? Or should I invest all this time in my marriage? Should I invest? I had a conversation with one of our partners a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about taking um, vacations uh, without the kids or both parents. And he was like, oh, I don't know. I was like, what's stopping you? Like, why wouldn't you do it? Right. You have the help who lives right nearby. You have the support. Right. It's about taking the plunge. It's about saying my marriage is super important to me. And being ambitious in my marriage is saying once a year we take a trip, just the two of us. That's one of the rules in our marriage. Every single year since Mendel, who's 13 now, was born, we go away, just the two of us. I did this even when I had nursing babies. So even when my kids were still breastfeeding, once they were sleeping through the night, so which was about eight, nine months, I would bring the baby to my mom. My mom would wash the baby overnight. I would nurse the baby, put the baby down to sleep. Mayor and I would go away for the night. I would pump milk, leave milk for the baby, and we'd come back the next afternoon, right? So I would go away for shorter. It would be 36 hours, right? Not a longer trip, like a week or two weeks or whatever it is, which is something that we could do now, now that our kids are older. But even when I had babies, we did that. Why? So it was a different season of life, right? Where I couldn't go away for two weeks, but I could go away for 36 hours. It's about 
this was a part of what it means to be ambitious in our relationship. We need to carve out time for the two of us to go away, not for an hour, not for a three-hour date, not for a half a day, for a full 24-hour period, kid-free, no distractions, just us. Not everyone needs that. Not everyone desires that. That's not on everyone's bucket list. That's fine. What is your definition of ambition, right? What does it look like for you? At its core, ambition is a deep-rooted yearning to push beyond limits, to break barriers, to surpass your own expectations, right? It embodies this unwavering determination to embrace challenges, right? To embrace the challenge, to seize the opportunity, and to consistently involve as an individual. That's ambition, right? That's what ambition is. So I want to tell you a story about a client who we had inside of our program several years ago. She was in a particular season of life where she had a few young kids and she really, really wanted to expand the company. She wanted to purchase a couple other locations. She, or her big vision was to franchise you know, her business. And when I was talking to her, in a one-on-one that we had, this is back when I did private coaching, she became, she was really vulnerable on the phone. And she's like, I, I feel so ashamed saying this. And I was like, well, say it, because then we can knock shame off, you know, cut, cut shame at its knees, like speak out loud what you're thinking. And she said, I feel like my kids like are stopping my ambition in what I want to do inside of the business. Like they hold me back. And I gave her a big virtual hug because it was over Zoom. And I said, say more. And I was just quiet. And she started to kind of unravel how she felt trapped in her current season of life, how she had these big ambitions to build other locations and open up other opportunities for parents. And she, she had like a ton of great ideas. She was super you know, quintessential entrepreneur, all these great ideas. And she's like, I'm in a season of life where like, I can't do these things. Like I have, you know, young kids at home. And I said, listen, I am not here to tell you what to do. And you didn't come to me for me to tell you what to do, nor is it anyone's place to ever tell you what to do. You came to find clarity You came to seek wise counsel. You came to try to process the jumbling thoughts inside of your head about the, all the different ambitions that you have in your life. And I said, I know you, I know that you love your children deeply. I know that you care about your kids and you have these conflicting priorities. You have these conflicting ambitions, right? You really, really want to build your business. You really want to expand to all these different horizons. And you have these three beautiful children at home that need you in this particular season of life. And she got really emotional and she was crying. And, you know, I was holding space for her in that conversation. And we finished the conversation. I didn't tell her anything else. I was kind of just really validating her. And and then, you know, our time was up and and I hung up the phone and I said, you know, let's set up a follow-up call. A couple weeks later, we got on the phone again. And she, again, was kind of going over, you know, I feel so trapped. I feel this. And I said, listen, there is this concept called season of life. And different seasons pull out of us 
a desire for ambition in different buckets of our life. So we have the parenting bucket, the marriage bucket, the business bucket, the financial, the mental bucket, the wellness. Right now, you are in a season. And I need you to define the season of life that you're currently in. Because I know what season of life you're in, but you need to know it for yourself. Where currently in your season of life do your ambitions, do you want your ambitions to be? So well, I really want to be there for my kids. I said, okay, what does it look like to be an ambitious parent right now? So she gave me a whole list of things. I said, okay, and what does it look like to be an ambitious business owner in this season of life? And that's when she got emotional again. She's like, but I want to do this. But I said, I said, one second, pull everything aside. What does it mean to be ambitious in this season of life as a business owner? And after some quiet, she, she gave a couple of things that she really wanted to work on inside of her business, which was mainly infrastructure, growing the team and building some strong, solid uh, foundations and SOPs inside of the business so she could start to scale. I said, okay, so is that your definition of ambition in this season, right? This is your definition of what it means to be an ambitious business owner in this season. And she said, yeah, I said, okay. So What if that became your definition? What if that became your North Star? What if every morning when you woke up, you weren't feeling like, I can't pursue my ambitions as a business owner? You set the wrong expectation of what ambition means in this season of life. The reason I'm sharing these things, I'm I'm pausing it for a second, is you're you're not going to find this content anywhere else because so much of what is being sold to everyone about being an ambitious business owner or a school leader is all about the business side and not understanding that there are hundreds of thousands of business owners that deeply value other areas of life to be ambitious in. My definition of being an ambitious business owner in this season of life is very, very different than what my definition will be in five years from now or in 10 years from now. We only get one shot at raising our kids, right? We get, you know, every one of our kids, whether you have one kid, two kids, two kids, doesn't matter. That child has one kindergarten graduation. That child has one X, Y, and Z, right? That child has these moments, these milestones. Each of your kids have a particular window of time that they desire you to sit on their bed at night and hear what they have to say. These are seasons and it goes by in a flash. And then you get to a new season where they're not at home all the time. And I coach clients that are empty nesters or that have kids in high school where their kids are, you know, with their friends all the time. And now they have all this time on their hands. They're like, I don't know what to do with all this time. I was like, well, go back and speak to your younger self who kept on freaking out that they didn't have enough time. Right. As a joke, again, this, you know, humor. Hear the irony, hear the humor. There are so many things that I could be doing with my time as a business owner. And I have a lot of energy and I have a lot of desire. And I know that I can do a lot inside of the business. And I am choosing ambition as a parent also in this season, which means my capacity for ambition in the business is different than someone else's capacity for ambition. 
And when you walk away from listening to today's conversation and you understand deeply inside of you that your time is not up this year. You have time ahead of you in different seasons to work on different things. You don't have to do everything yesterday. You develop a healthier relationship with ambition and with time. And you let go of the endless chasing your tail to try to fit everything in one year. I'll tell you one more personal story and then I'll share a couple more strategies with you. I'm in a season of life where I only speak on stages a handful of times a year, maybe five times a year at the most is when I travel to go speak on a big stage. Why? Right? Why am I not speaking more? I love speaking. I get offers to speak every single week inside of my inbox, multiple offers to speak, and I decline most of them. Why? Because I am in a season of life where being home in the evening and putting my kids to bed is my definition of ambition right now. I only get a couple more years of that, but I'm really young and I'm going to be speaking on stages for decades to come. I say this all the time. I want to be speaking on stages when I'm 90. I want the energy and the stamina to get on that stage still. So if I'm going to be on stages when I'm 90, why am I chasing to speak on 40 stages in a year when the priority right now is to tuck my babies into bed and give them those kisses? And that one last hug and that one more drink of water. And I need one more hug and I'm still thirsty again. Could you give me one more drink of water? And I just need to tell you one more thing, mommy. I promise you, this is the last thing I need to tell you. And then five minutes later, oh, I need the bathroom. Right? Why do I want to be home for all of that? When you can remind yourself the ambition of what your values are, of what is really important to you. And you know how to play the discipline of the long game. Life gets so much better. So much better. You live with a different sense of peace. So I'm going to give you one more strategy here, right? I spoke a lot about season of life. And that's my number one strategy when it comes to ambition. My second one is the realistic expectations. They're a really vital component of pursuing ambitions, right? It's really important to understand you have finite resources, including time and energy and focus. And so you have to evaluate what are your values? What are your priorities? So you know where you're striving for excellence, right? It's a little bit of what I was just talking about, but I'm just sharing a different angle of it. It's really admirable. It's really admirable to have aspirations in a lot of, you know, different facets of life, but it's really essential to understand the trade-offs and the sacrifices that are needed to choose ambition in whatever bucket you're choosing ambition in. There is always a cost. There is a cost. And you have to ask yourself, I'm going after this big dream. At what cost? At what cost? And so many of us are terrified to answer these questions because we are terrified to know what the answers are. But deep down, your body and your soul, they know what the answer is already. You know the answer. Be honest. Be brutally honest with yourself 
about at what cost am I pursuing this particular ambition? The level of self-awareness, the level of self-acceptance is really what enables you to create this incredible integration between all the areas that you have, you know, want to pursue ambitions. So let's kind of wrap this up here. Ambitions, being an ambitious leader is a great gift. It's an incredible, incredible character trait to have to be an ambitious person. And just like anything, too much of something, there needs to be a balance. There needs to be a push and pull, you know, a flow. When you're pursuing ambition in your business and you're going after the next big goal or the next big leap, ask yourself this question. At what cost am I making this next big goal? At what cost am I pursuing this next ambition? What do I need to say no to when I say yes to this? Will this make me happy? Is this where I want to be pursuing the next two to three years of my life? Remember the definition of a rich person, right? What does it mean to be wealthy? What does it mean to be a rich person? It's never about how much money you have in the bank. When you wake up in the morning and you love what you do and you're surrounded by people that you love and that love you back, you're a rich person. You have wealth. You have your health. You have your wealth. Pursuing the ambitions of career, of building greatness, of building a lasting legacy. These are incredible things to go after. They bring us such a tremendous sense of purpose and meaning and drive in our life. They're beautiful. And just like anything beautiful that is worth pursuing and worth going after, be real with yourself, be realistic, be self-aware and understand and respect the season of life that you're in. So if you enjoyed today's episode and there is a friend or a colleague or someone that you know would appreciate listening to today's conversation and your heart calls you out to do this, please share it with them. This is how we get our podcast uh, to get more listeners. We already crossed the 100,000 download mark, which is a huge milestone uh, for the Schools of Excellence podcast. Um, if you haven't had a chance to rate and review our podcast, would absolutely love if you can leave us a review. Reviews help us become more searchable and found by other school leaders um, and ambitious leaders in education that are looking to be in the relentless pursuit of building excellence. Thanks so much for joining us this week. If you are loving the Schools of Excellence podcast and have gotten any value out of it for your school, I would love if you can do two things for me. One, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And two, can you please leave us a review? Reviews help other school leaders know that this is the place to learn how to build a school of excellence. And I would be so grateful if you can do that for us. Your help and support makes this show to be able to be listened by the thousands of other school leaders all around the world. Thanks so much for listening, for giving us your time and attention each and every week. And I appreciate that you have joined us. Hey there. 
I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can click the link in the show notes or go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to optimize your already efficient systems or help you tweak some ones that need a little bit more tweaking to help you enter the 2024-2025 school year with ease, with success, and with calmness. Increase your profitability, reduce your expenses, and more than anything, just help you buy back some of your time. I look forward to seeing you there.